All right, folks, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast, where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to know to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel, and today we've got a great episode for you all about back office technology for restaurants. Joining me is Bo Davis, co-founder and CEO of Margin Edge. Good morning, Bo. How are you, man? Good morning, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I, I am excited also, and I have to confess, I'm a little bit too excited uh -oh. because for the second week in a row, I get to start the episode with an F-bomb. So oh. Let's do it. Yeah. So let's do it. Right right on your website. This, this is me. I don't, I'm not making stuff up. Right on your website, you have a quote that says, running a restaurant is really fucking hard. We can help you do it easier. It's a true statement. <laughs> Tell me about Margin Edge. Does it? We actually got in trouble for that one time and had to scrub scrub the f bomb off once. You must have found it somewhere. It was on the it was on the front page when COVID first hit, and it said, uh, I "Forget what it said exactly, but something about fuck COVID." Um, yeah. uh, so, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So Margin Edge is uh, is an application that we designed um, to help restaurants run their back office. I'm a restaurateur myself. So I've been running restaurants for uh, 17 years. I opened my first restaurant back in 2005, um, had one in Orlando near you in Florida mall for a while. Okay. Um, and, uh, and over those, those 10 years of, of, um, the first 10 years of running those restaurants basically got an idea of just how hard it is, as you know, and as this show is about the, the, you know, I came from technology previously and, and had just finished a master's in finance and thought I was quite smart when I opened my first place. I'd never run a restaurant before and was just shocked to see just how hard it is. The right. the variable revenue with variable revenue, you know, I'm sorry, variable revenue with variable food costs, variable labor costs, right? So you're trying to hit this this narrow profit margin with all of your numbers moving simultaneously. It's brutal, as you know, and as your listeners know. And so, you know, after 10 years of doing that, we uh, we decided to start a software company that really focused on just that on getting your data in quickly, getting it efficiently and, and letting operators know where they stand day to day so that they can, can do what they actually love and, and not focus on the paperwork. Yeah. I was, listen, I, that's one of the things that I, I, I rarely write anything down, but I, the one thing I did write down today that reference to you guys is that that same kind of point that running a restaurant is hard. And the realization is it's not going to be like we're never going to go back the way it was three or three to five years ago. It's just not going to go back that way where, where it was maybe a little bit easier. There was money in the system. You could, uh, you know, you could bring profits out, but like now. I do because it was hard three to five years ago. Right? But they were, yeah, of course it was. It was always hard, but like, imagine now the pandemic, the cost yeah. the this, the, that, like you can, it's never, it's never going to be easy again. No. And so if you, if you thought you could do it like on the back of the envelope or uh, just just because you felt like it, like that's that that whole thing. I believe is going away. You have to use tech like you guys and other systems to get every. You have to. I, I got some change around, but pennies and nickels. Like you have to find everything now that's in your business, and you have to pull it out just in order to succeed to have a little bit of a buffer. And I'm yeah. sure you guys preach that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The the um the variability in the restaurant industry, even pre-COVID, was brutal, and post-COVID, obviously, has just been. Uh, I mean, the, the words are ridiculous, right? Unprecedented and all of that. Um, you know, we've seen delivery sales go from, you know, on average five to 7% of our clients up to mm. 45, 50, 55%, then mm. back down to 15% with before Omicron and then back up to 25%. And, and that's across $3 billion in sales and, and, and several thousand restaurants, right? That's a, that's a large sample size to see numbers bouncing around like that. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been hard for sure. 
That's yeah. It's one. It's probably one of the fascinating things about where you sit that you get to see data across a big swath of people and how it's how it's zigzagging yeah. in probably metros, but also regionally and so forth. But let's go back for a second to your operation. You got into it. Uh, I mean, when you had it, when you had a restaurant operation, you started it. I think I saw it somewhere. Still do. Yeah. Okay, still. still, still yeah. Okay. Still a restaurant operator. So okay. yeah, it's uh, the concept is called Wasabi. It's a conveyor belt sushi restaurant. Um, yeah. Okay. We, uh, we basically operate in uh, shopping malls. So we were, like mm -hmm. I mentioned in Florida mall in Orlando and, and we were in six or seven States at, at different times. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that, that, that concept is, um, uh, is great, but, but like all of them, um, you know, the, the numbers are changing too rapidly to take a step back and not know what's going on. And so, uh, margin edge really, um, the concept around it really evolved through those years of just trying to know where our costs were on a daily basis and, and, and manage, manage smart. Yeah, I, I want to dig into the, the the tech stuff and the food cost menu stuff. We'll go out to your sure. website in a little bit, but one other one other quick thing I want to point out from your site that I liked, um, and they'll tell people a little bit more about you. Quote quote from your website. Not making this stuff up. Fun fact about Bo is two fancy master degrees, dropped out of high school. Uh, but so this wasn't a straight this wasn't a straight line for you to get where you are. <laughs> I didn't expect that that fun fact. Uh, yeah, now I'm a high school dropout. And uh, not in the, uh, you know, Bill Gates dropping out of college genius way, more in the uh, typical restaurateur college, uh, high school was rough way. Uh, but I got a GED and then went back to college. And yeah, I've done a master's in finance and a master's in data science and, um, and, uh, and have taken education more seriously later in my life. But, but yeah, I w when I went to the restaurant business in 05, I really was coming in cold from, from a restaurant perspective. And so, you know, I, I had to learn the hard way. Um, all of the all of the challenges around it, and and really, um, really learned about the the difficulty of just the quantity of information, right? So if you're a restaurant, you know this, but if you're a restaurant, you're buying 700, 800 different things, like everything from napkins to tuna to wasabi to chopsticks to cleaning supplies, and like like literally hundreds of things. And you know, a decent restaurant's doing you know a couple three million dollars in revenue, so you're spending a million dollars a year on variable costs and across all of those different things. And uh, it's just too many things to keep an eye on. And, you know, at the time there were restaurant management systems that would let you do inventory and that and those sorts of things, but they required this massive amount of data entry. And so you would spend forever typing in every line item of every single thing you bought so that you could get reports, but who has time for that, right? So, right. so Margin Edge was really, really designed around taking all of that data entry out. So we, we basically have an app. You take a picture of an invoice. We take all the line item data down to, you know, how many avocados did you buy? How many pounds of chicken? Um, and we tie into your POS. So we're integrated into like 60 point of sale system. So we're getting mm -hmm. everything you sold and basically automating that whole restaurant management system um, uh, space. So you've got, you know, a real idea of where, where things are down to how many pounds of chicken should I have on hand right now? I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull this up because I think it'll be instructive for what we're yapping about right now. Uh, this is this is out to your website, marginedge.com, and uh, this little section. Which is I brand like. new. We're very excited about it. We just launched a new website. Oh yeah, you know, you should have been on the web for a while. They've invented that. It's been out there. <laughs> it's a new version of the website. Oh, we, did, okay. we did have a website. I know. I'm jo I'm, jo I'm joking with you, of course. But uh, but uh, so um, yeah. Anyway, this is the. I think this is towards the middle of your site, and I like this because we got a few little few little tabby things, but. But food cost control is is a big deal. You guys obviously specialize in this, and I want to talk. I do want to talk about like the menu analysis in a second. But what what are some tips people need to think about for around food cost? 
Well, as you know, it's particularly hard right now with all of the uh, inputs changing. And so I think, um, I think menu design um, is, is always a challenge. And one of the things our tool will help you do is look at seasonality of products. So you can see things, uh, not just what the price is today, but over time. So, you know, I'll stick to my sushi restaurant. We use a lot of avocados, right? And so we can look at what the seasonality of avocados are. And so our salmon avocado roll, we can see, well, the food cost might be fine today, but given the, the seasonality of avocados, it needs to be priced differently in order to handle that. Um, also, um, uh, looking at things like, you know, what what do you sell a lot of that is profitable, right? The, mm -hmm. the, um, uh, the highest value items and making sure that, you know, the things that are um, not just less profitable, but, but potentially using ingredients that you're not able to reuse in lots of other places. So you can consolidate your ingredients. The less items you're buying, the tighter you can keep your inventory, the tighter you can keep your food costs, the less things you have to watch with price movements. So trying to consolidate your, your menu around ingredients that are um, the most useful across ingredients. Another thing we like to talk about is return to net versus food cost percent. Food cost percent is something we all, um, are used to looking at, right? I know my restaurant's supposed to be 25% and we watch that very closely, but when you're designing the, the menu, you also want to keep an eye on how much is, how much do you actually make on an item, right? So mm -hmm. if you've got one entree that costs $4 and costs a dollar, uh, so it's got 25% food costs, that's great. It's got a $3 return to net, but you may have another, another dish that costs, you know, whatever, $6, um, and, uh, and the food cost might be a dollar 50 or whatever, dollar 75. So it's a little higher than 25%, but the return to net is high, higher. So you won't, you definitely want to want to, um, look at not just the percentage, but the profitability. Um, but I just touched a couple different things. Um, do you think I, we, we've talked about in, in some of the training we've done on our, on our site over the years about what you're talking, what you're talking about. And I always give the example of a restaurant who goes, uh, let's say they're a wing joint and they just, they, they open up and they, well, we have to have wings too. And what's the price? Eh, it probably should be nine 99 and they just stick it on the menu because it sounds right. You can't do that. Right. I mean, right. how do you, how, you got to pull stuff off the menu. You have to, you have to rejigger. Let's go, let's talk about menu analysis. What do, what, what do you, how do you help folks with that? Yeah, no, that's right. So, so in a tool in margin edge and tools like ours, you would basically be able to design your menu and be able to see what the costs are again over time. And then the menu will actually lay out based on the POS data, how much you're actually mm -hmm. selling of each one. So you'll see not just what the cost is, but how much you're removing it. And then we actually use a, a four by four chart. That's fairly, fairly popular where the upper right hand are the items that are you know, selling high and are high profit. And then the bottom left are the opposite. Um, and then, you know, obviously you can have things that are you know, selling less and, and cost more and, and all the four variations. And so that gives you a visual ability to see it. And it really is the combination of how much are you selling and what is the cost? Um, uh, a, a plate, um, an item that has a wonderful food cost, but you don't sell much of it is terribly useful, right? So uh, it's all about trying to get as many dishes as you can in that upper right quadrant. And sometimes, you know, one of our clients actually just sent us the analysis they did with Margin Edge. Um, and sometimes it's a matter of, you know, they looked at their Reuben and the Reuben was huge and the food cost was high. And so they just cut back on the physical size of it, right? If, if, uh, if, mm. if you're over portioning, but you know, you can't say that that's always the answer, right? Obviously, sometimes, sometimes your your plate is already uh, portioned properly, so it's a balancing act. Honestly, most of the time, what we find is it's it's 
partially about recipe design, but it's more about the operation of the kitchen. You know, if you have a, you know, an eight ounce um, piece of meat on a plate and your chef is cutting it at nine or 10 ounces, right? And they're doing it by eye. It's very, very easy to miss an ounce or two. And suddenly your 25% food cost is 30 or 32% and your 10% profit now is two or 3%, right? Just by that couple of ounces on the primary protein on the plate. And so weighing, right? Making sure that you're you're actually building your recipes properly in the kitchen and, and you're not wasting. One of the things that we also do, I was actually just talking to an executive chef of a big place last week about this. They've implemented our um, uh, touchpad. So they have iPads in the kitchen mm-hmm. and margin and they have all the recipes loaded in margin edge. We've got this kitchen display viewer. And so they've actually got a requirement per station to have the chef pull up that, um, um, that recipe on the iPad and weigh it. Now, it's going to slow you down some, but if you're um, if you're a fine dining establishment and those plates really cost a lot, it's worth the extra couple of minutes to make sure that you're not putting too much foie gras or too much sea bass or whatever on the plate. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, 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 I'm getting a little echo. Hopefully it's not, not on the recording, but um, yeah, hear it. the quadrant that you talked about, that classic Boston Consulting Group quadrant or whoever folks did the dog stars and People, yeah. if they haven't done that, they're probably surprised when they see the result of where some stuff sit on that. And you could be like, man, we are jamming out, you know, the, whatever it is. I'll just, it doesn't, doesn't matter this yeah. sandwich. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh shoot, we sell a ton of them, but we don't make any money on them. And so surprises. That's right. right. Yeah. The most recent one we had was we did a, a case study with a client and we were, we were walking through how they were using margin edge. And they said that they were, it was actually a bar in a wings place, like a higher end bar with, with wings and, um, when they did the analysis, they found, I shouldn't giggle, but it happens. When they did the analysis, they found the wings were very profitable when sold at full price, but they had a happy hour and the happy hour was actually selling them below cost. So they literally were giving money away every time those wings were ordered. Um, it's just, it's very, very easy to do. Ouch. Uh, this people, this is what gets people, right? i just go back to the website for a second with you know, math degree, not required. Because a lot of times people will, 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 will look at it, ah, shoot, I know I need to do that stuff, but but it's like, it's hard, it's complicated. How do you guys take the math out of the equation? How does the software do that? Yeah, I mean, think about that four by four, for example, it lays it all out for you. You move your mouse over one of the one of the dots and it's you know, your sea bass entree and a little box pops up and it says, in the time zone you picked, time period you picked, you sold 423 of these, your return to profit was this and your, uh, your percentage food cost was that, right? So it's immediately apparent and... The visual in that example is literally laying out for you. Upper right is good, bottom left is bad, and you're seeing, uh, you're seeing what your menu looks like. But it, that's true, not just on that report, but throughout the software. The whole thing is designed for people who are uh, restaurant operators who are moving quickly, don't have time to do a lot of math or analysis, and just want to be able to look at the at the results. And so, you know, as simple as stack ranking your um, your plate costs or uh, showing you we have price movers. So the, the items in your inventory that are um, changing in price the most in the, re- in the most recent period, right? We actually do a, 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 click, a quick analysis that says, based on the change in price of the item you're buying and the quantity you bought this period, how much did the, each ingredient add or take away from your food cost? So if you see, you know, avocado spike, you can see literally that cost me $248 this period to date. You know, if, uh, if um, you know, salt goes up or something small, then, then it doesn't make any difference and it'll flow to the bottom. So it's not just about the percentage change in the cost, but the, app, the actual impact on you. Uh, which we can do because yeah. we have literally every line item that you're purchasing, right? So. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask. You know, it's it's um, 
data in data out to the system. So a lot of times, a lot of these systems, I would go, if you go back 10 years, stuff like this started to happen, sure. but then does it get used? Does it get put in? Now it's so much easier. And I'll, I'll go, I'll go to the invoice page in a second, but, but getting it in is the hard part now. I mean, get, if once, but once it's in, it really can produce something. Well, yeah, getting it in used to be the hard part. I mean, I think technology has, has completely changed that. So now, you know, the point of sale systems that we integrate with is fully mm -hmm. digital. So we're getting everything you sold without you doing anything once the setup is in place. And then um, your invoices, right, you're taking pictures of those. We're pulling all that data out. So that's also being done without you doing any work. The recipes take a little work to put in. We have a service that helps with that, or you can do it yourself. But once they're in, you know, your recipes aren't generally changing all that frequently. So there's some setup work to it, but then, but then the information is there um, going forward. So yeah, the, the, the barrier to entry to systems like this have dropped dramatically over the past 10 years. Yeah. And, and before I jump out of screen chair, anything else you want me to go to on here? Do I need to pull up your about page again, get some more quotes, uh, any, anything else you want to look um, at? No, we love, I love the case studies. There's a bunch mm -hmm. of video case studies. I won't ask you to go through them all now, but if anybody yeah. is interested, you can go on there and you can see about, you know, uh, Clyde's group, which is, you know, 150 million in sales. And you can see about, you know, your local brewer and, you know, various types of restaurants. So you can sort of look for someone that looks a little yeah. bit more like yourself. That gentleman, this happens to be one of my favorites. That's um, Crane's restaurant. They just got their Michelin star. The case study on there, just as a quick note on restaurants, is one of my favorites ever. So he mm -hmm. opened... Fine dining came, moved from Spain, opened a beautiful fine dining place in DC the month before COVID. He stayed open yeah. through COVID. His sales were in the, um, I, I guess I shouldn't say, but they were extremely low. I went in there and ate and met him, and he was, you know, at the expediting line making sure every plate was perfect. Nobody in the restaurant. Um, 18 months later, he got a Michelin star. The place is jammed. His numbers are through the roof. He is killing it. And it was that attention to detail and caring, even when people weren't even around, right? Even when there was no money in it. Uh, he is, uh, Chef Pepe is a wonderful human being. But anyway, sorry. That's yeah, uh, no, that's a great side it's note. It's one of the inspiring stories from the restaurant business and that COVID period. People who just kept their heads down and really did the right thing and it paid off in the end. Yeah, the, the passion part of the business and the hospitality part of the business, that, that will not change. And that needs to be an equation for, for everybody moving forward uh, to have success, right? I mean, you can you can have good food somewhere, but if you have good food or even average food with, with great service or great attention to detail, it makes a big difference in my opinion. So Absolutely. I... Um, uh, we hit we hit a lot right there. Uh, we 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 don't need to get into what COVID did to folks. I did I did have some notes on that, but we we touched on that enough. Um, yeah, it's fun to start looking forward, isn't it? Yeah, I, I and I, I hope we can right and don't have to <laughs> go back. And uh, I guess you know if if you were to if you were to give folks who were still hesitant on the tech side, a lot of restaurants are still a little behind the curve on the adoption. Sure. Uh, obviously, you guys are in it. You've done it yourself. But that may be a uh, what's the word I'm looking for from my sales books? A uh, the, selling the, a selling objection. We don't uh, we don't like tech. We don't we're I don't know how to use it. How how do you how do you deal with uh, objections like that? Yeah, I mean honestly, um, one of the things about COVID is it certainly made most people a little more open minded to technology because we all had to do what we had to do to survive. Uh, but certainly we still see that, and I think I think the uh, the most important response is just that. You know, uh, we lean heavily into treating restaurants the way restaurants try to treat their guests, right? So we're big on service as a service, not just software. So we do a lot to try and help restaurants on, let them help them learn what the different pieces are and, and grow into the software over time. They don't have to adopt everything all at once. And there's some pretty valuable information you can get 
you know, that's the low hanging fruit just by taking pictures of invoices and connecting your point of sale. And then you can get into the more fancy stuff later, the theoreticals and the recipes and the, you know, recipe analysis and all that stuff. You don't have to do that out of the gate. If you just start by knowing how much am I spending every day? How much is my revenue? What are the percentages? You know, you can do that. You can stand that up in a couple of days and, and you'll be a lot better off than waiting four weeks for a report for sure. That's right. I would be I would be remiss if I didn't ask everyone's kind of favorite question and there's no answer for it. So I'm not putting you on the spot. But what is the people will say, what what should my food cost be? What should my profit margin be? What 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 should I be able to take home at the end of the day? Because, as you know, peop, the, the public thinks all, all restaurants are, are, are millionaires automatically. It's a very, very exciting, profitable business, which, you know, I'll tell you my okay. personal experience, Jamie. So I have opened several restaurants that were dogs and lost money and were in the red from the day the door opened. And it is one of the most painful things I can possibly imagine in a professional career. Uh, and then I've opened, you know, a couple that have done really well, one that felt like a lottery ticket and, uh, and has, you know, had a 30% profit margin uh, almost from the beginning. And so um, the range is really dramatic. I mean, you know, I think the standard people think people talk about is 10 to 15%, but but certainly there are 30% restaurants. My rest, I have a 30% restaurant right now. I mean, they, they exist. Um, and, uh, and I think, um, yeah, I think it takes a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. I, I think, I, I think when, so, when people, uh, and a lot of operators out there for, for forgetting about COVID challenge and stuff, but, but historically, if, if you're sitting in, you know, 3%, 5%, 8%, you have you, you question yourself at the end of the day you know what is is it is it i don't all, think you can say business no i don't yeah, think honestly if you've got a three or a five percent margin uh the chances of bad weather killing you are too high unless you've got a lot of cash in the bank to help you through any kind of downtime there's too much volatility right so if if you're making three percent or five percent in a steady state you're gonna have some bad periods i mean i know you're in orlando and you guys get sun year round but for for a lot yeah. of us we've got seasonality that um that that has a, a deep impact for sure. And that's, that's more typical uh, across the spectrum. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows here in Orlando. Let me assure you <laughs> of that, first of all, but all right. I enjoy, I enjoyed our talk at parting thoughts, Thanks, send, them to, send them to the website, send them wherever you guys have. Maybe there's more case studies or reports. Yeah, somewhere. please. Marginedge.com. There's lots of information there and, and uh, plenty of places for you to click on a link and have one of our people jump on. One of the things I would say is uh, we lean hard into our uh, operating experience. So every person in our sales and marketing mm -hmm. team, which is 35 people now, have been uh, either owners or general managers or executive chefs, every single one of them. So if you reach out to us, you'll talk to somebody who, who has uh, it's been around the block. Yeah, that's a uh, very, very, very important differentiator there. I appreciate that. So, all right, folks, Bo Davis, co-founder and CEO of Margin Edge. Check them out at marginedge.com. Uh, for more great restaurant marketing, service, people, tech tips, you can check us out at runningrestaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Bo. Right. Thank you so much.